Welcome to the Josh Bolton Show, where we dive into interesting and inspiring conversations. And now, your host, Josh Bolton. Today we got Ari Gelper. Yep, Ari Gelper. Uh, a professional business uh, advisor for the advisory people and just trust marketing in general. Here he is, Ari. Hey, how are you, Josh? Doing pretty good, actually. Nice Sunday day. Can't complain. That's great. Great. I appreciate the intro. Yeah, just to clarify, uh, my specialty is trust-based selling. Uh, uh, trust-based selling. Okay. Yeah, and that's where I help people kind of avoid chasing people, and I've been leading the field there about 20 years. Awesome. So then let's actually let's go right into just the trust-based selling and not stealing, uh, not stealing, uh, following uh, you are the leader. How does that story uh, play out? Well, there's a story behind our, our philosophy. Uh, we call it Unlock the Game, Unlock the Sales Game that happened about 20 years ago. Um, I was a sales manager in a software company back then. And um, I had underneath me 17 salespeople. And this one opportunity came my way, big, big company. And if I closed the sale, uh, it would you know be a big deal for the whole business. So at the time, we were involved with that online website tracking tools that track uh, visitor behavior through websites. Now it's called Google Analytics, but back then it was one of the starter baby businesses that was eat up, bought up by them. But uh, so one opportunity came my way. I called the contact back. He agreed to a conference call, uh, uh, and uh, the day finally came. I remember, I'll never forget, I was in a conference room with my with my director uh, in the room, closed door behind me. It was a big, long conference table, and on the table was a speakerphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I dialed the number to call my contact for the conference call, and the phone rings. He picks it up. He says, hello, hey, Ari, looking forward to the call. And then he says to me, let me tell you who's on the conference line with us today. I said, great, who else do we have? Next thing I hear is, my name is John, I'm CEO. I was like, wow, CEO, this is good. My name is Mike. I'm head of IT. This is good. My name is Julia. I'm head of marketing. This is even better. I mean, everyone on this phone call was a decision maker. You know, right. this is a call I hope as often as possible. So I was pretty excited, and um, then I introduced myself and uh, began to give them a live demo over the web of our online tracking tools to track websites. And I we we tracked one of theirs as a prototype and. So I start walking them through uh, to show them what it looks like to see through our tool all the data that they can see the visitors with. And I start hearing all these noise on the phone call like, wow, this is great. This is amazing. I can't believe we can, we can see all this information. They start asking me all kinds of questions. You know, how does it work? How do we install it? What's technology? I had all the right kinds of answers. Of course, I was competent technically, and I answered all the questions. I mean, Josh, there was so much chemistry on this phone call. It was like a love fest on the phone. You, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where it just felt so right. You're like, oh, this is, this is a done deal. So um, then we, we, we were you know, going back and forth. And I got the high five from my boss in the corner. He's like, nice job. Call kind of comes to a close. Uh, and my, guy, my contact says to me, Ari, this is great. We love it. Look, give us a call a couple of weeks. Follow up with us and we'll move this thing forward. I said to myself, ah, oh, thank you, God. Perfect. It's what I wanted. It's a next step. So I said my goodbyes. And I reached for the phone to hit the off button on the speakerphone as I'm reaching for the off button by complete accident. Now I say divine intervention. My thumb hit the mute button instead of the off button. They were right next to each other. And by mm-hmm. complete accident, I hit the wrong button. And a small click happened, and they thought I hung up the phone. 
In that split second, a voice inside of me said, Ari, go to the dark side. Be a fly in the wall. You got nothing to lose. And I, I pulled my thumb back for a couple of seconds. They started talking amongst themselves, thinking I had left the call. Mm-hmm. And what might you guess that they, I, they talked amongst themselves, thinking I left the call? Any guesses on that? Uh, great kid, good sale, but don't know if we want it. You would think so. That's what you'd probably expect, right? What they said was this. They said, we're not going to go with him. Keep using it for more information and make sure we shop someplace else cheaper. Knife oh. and heart twist. I was, Josh, I was in a state of shock. I could not believe it. I was like, what? And I finally hit the off button. I looked at the wall and I said to myself, what did I do wrong? I was professional. I was competent. Um, I knew what I was talking about. And the first big epiphany hit me, that was this, that somewhere along the way, it has become socially acceptable not to tell the truth to people who sell, right? Okay, It's yeah. okay to say things like, sounds good, send me information, I'm definitely interested, without having any intention of buying at all. And then I realized that there, why were they afraid to tell me the truth? And I realized there is an invisible river of pressure that flows underneath every conversation you have with somebody in the sales process. And if you don't remove the pressure from that process, then what happens is they don't feel comfortable telling you the truth. And I realized I've got to come up with a whole new mindset shift, a whole new way of thinking, what I call now unlock the game, unlock the game mindset shift, where the goal is not to focus on the end goal of the sale anymore. The focus is only on to build trust with the person so they feel comfortable telling you where you stand so you know if it's a fit or not, which became my whole... um, revolution uh, in selling around unlock the sales game We for the last 20 years, helping people uh, shift their thinking, change their approach to build trust, which then generates the truth and you know where you stand. That's kind of the story behind unlock the sales game. Okay, that's a very good one. A much more detail. Uh, he sent me the book and I read through it and it was it was really good. So I want to go into how the trust is built. What are the the tools and the mindset you would need to go into that? Sure, sure. Well, first thing you have to do is you have to clear out some of the old sales myths in your mind, clear out the old uh, thinking. So I'll cover a few of those myths now. One okay. common one you may have heard of is the idea that the sale, it, 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 that basically sales is a numbers game. It, it's a pretty yeah. common, common thought, right? Because the more contacts you make, the more sales you're supposed to make. That's the, that's the theory. But what, we discover, what we discovered is it's not about how many contacts you make anymore. It's about how deep you go on each conversation, how good you are at trust building and connecting, not how good you are, how many contacts you make. That's the first flip. The second concept is that the, the sale is lost at the end of the process. That's a myth. I'm sure you heard that before where we lost the sale. What happened at the end? We didn't get the deal. Well, it turns out we discovered the sale is not lost at the end of the process anymore. It's lost at the beginning. Actually, lost a hello. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. If someone calls you tomorrow morning, you hear, hi, my name is, I'm with, we are a, what goes through your mind in about three seconds? Oh, shit. <laughs> exactly. It's over at hello. And so the last myth is this idea that rejection is part of the game. You have to accept it. It's normal. Um, and we discovered that research, that in our research that, trigger, that um, rejection is actually triggered by certain things you say and do that causes the other person to not feel comfortable telling you the truth. So I'll share with some of your listeners today uh, what 
some of those triggers are, and then we'll get into it from there, okay? Okay, let's do it. All right, so one of the triggers is languaging, the words and phrases that you use. So I developed my own what I call trust-based languaging, words and phrases to use that basically shift your mindset so you can connect that trust and have them feel comfortable telling you the truth. And that's based upon three principles. Our first principle is a principle of what we call um, diffusing pressure. Diffusing pressure. Always make sure you're aware of diffusing the pressure from the sales conversation at all times. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll give you an example of that. Let's say you're on a first call with a potential client, first conversation, and the call is going well, could be a good fit, um, just some chemistry there, and it looks like a good opportunity, they're qualified. Usually at the end of a call like that, uh, we usually say things like, um, like what? Hey, how about we move forward? Or, or how about we get together? Or how about we have a cup of coffee? And um, so that's typically the model is we try to move them forward. But what can happen if you move somebody forward and they aren't ready yet? What do you break with them right there in the process in the beginning? Yeah, they'll be polite. They'll listen to everything. But already in your head, you're, you're written off. Like, I don't want yeah, this. Yeah, you've broken trust right at the beginning because you're so conditioned to move things forward. So mm -hmm. here's what we do in our scenario. We're using our approach, our language. Same conversation. Call is going well. Call comes to a close. Rather than saying, hey, how about we move forward? What we say instead is this. We say, um, where do you think? We should go from here. It's such a simple phrasing, but it means so different, actually. Yeah, what it does, it shifts the power to them. And it's actually quite shocking. They're usually really in a state of shock. They can't believe that somebody in business would ask them what they want to do. It's unheard of because we're so conditioned to the cult of selling, what I call it, where we're so used to behaviors that pull someone down a, a line and they can feel it from us a while away, and they don't, want to, they don't want to tell us the truth. So when you say to somebody, where do you think we should go from here? They're usually very open to sharing with you what I call the truth, which is things like, well, I, I've got one more question, or what about this? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, things come out that you never would have gotten until the end. And that's one example of using our trust-based languaging. And you also may have noticed the way I delivered that. I said, where do you think? We should go from here. It was done in a very relaxed, calm pace. Not a script like, hey, where should we go from here? And half of this is delivery. You have to come across authentic and, 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 and really in, in, in the moment with them. And that's what creates that trust right away. That's an example of how to build that trust. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's very true. Um, I used to in my younger years uh, sell martial arts. And that was one of those in the beginning, I was always about to close the deal, close the deal, get that $100 bonus kind of thing. But then I realized, oh, I'm calling literally thousands of people a month and I'm getting all no's. And I, I implemented something similar, not as well phrased. I was just like, so how do you feel about this? Like, do, is there anything we need to review before you're comfortable kind of thing? So it, it is, it's, it's all about the language. And if you don't know the proper use, even tone, it could be the most terrible thing. If you say in a calm manner, People are just going to dig it. Yeah, yeah. Half of it is delivery and half of it is the languaging. We call it trust-based languaging. And I'll share some more with your listeners. So the second principle is the idea of what I call getting to the truth of people, where okay. they feel comfortable telling you really where they stand. In the beginning, not the end. I'll give you an example. 
So recently I got a phone call, got through my team, got to me, and I heard this. I heard Mr. Galper. I said, yeah, my name is John Johnson. Changed the name. He says, I'm with XYZ Company. You recognize they're a big business. And um, they said, we're looking to bring someone in to, to uh, train our team, to change our, our whole sales culture. We're looking at you and two other people right now. We'd like to know why should we go with you, uh, why are you the best, and give me your best sales pitch. It, it, okay. it was a classic, you know, call. And of course, I, I'm a human being too. They're a real big company, and um, I took a deep breath, uh, got centered back in my mindset that I teach, lowered my voice, and I said to him, "Well, isn't that interesting?" There's more. Don't worry. There's more. Right. And I said, "Because over here at our company, we have a very similar process to you, where we um, ask some questions." see if we're a fit, and then go from there. I said to him, would you be open to that? That's all I said to him. Then there was Josh, there was dead silence on the phone, not a word. I was like, oh my God, he's still there, he's still there. And then I heard a breath across the phone, like he breathed and like a sense of sigh of relief and he lowered his shoulders, I could feel it. And he lowers his voice and he says to me, um, okay, uh, what kind of questions do you have for me? And next thing I know, we're having a normal conversation. And in that conversation, I discover, one, he's not a decision maker. Two, he um, doesn't have a budget. And three, he's just curious as to what I do. And after five minutes of talking, I sent him off to some of my free videos on YouTube, and we hung up the phone. And what did that just save me months of? Months of running around, chasing the tail. That's right. It's, it's months of what I call hopium. It's that hopium drug that goes through our bodies. We hope it's going to work out. We get so excited. We get that call. And yeah, it, it prevents the whole chasing game and dehumanizing process that we're used to doing, leaving voicemails and hoping they'll call us back. That's been a horrible, demeaning experience for people who have been uh, dehumanized, forcing people to chase them. It's terrible. It should not be done. And so um, if you, if you, what I was able to do there in five minutes is what I call get to the truth using our philosophy and our language. I mean, if you heard what I said to him, I said, would you be open? Not would you be interested? See, would you be open doesn't force them into a yes or no. It creates an open space that allows them to tell you where they stand. So the languaging, the mindset combined together is a place of being centered. You connect with people. And uh, this all goes back to the, where this all comes from. You know, I grew up in a household where at times the dinner table, I couldn't always say what I wanted to say. I was kind of suppressed I had a dominant figure in my life and I couldn't always share my truth. And I felt like um, as a kid, I had to kind of battle what words to say. And I was, I had to train myself to say languaging to people to this person that allowed them to consume what I said without making them frustrated and pushing back on me. And, and I, my whole life journey has been to help people release their truth and say what they want to say in a way that does not make the other person trigger into a negative reaction. That's where this all came from. It's been, great for people who in sales for 20 years who struggle with how to connect with people at a deep level because they're used to and conditioned to saying phrases and sales languaging that just connects them to that negative stereotype if that makes sense it does yeah it it's one of those um i've been reading different books and i've realized just the phrasing of a word like the instead of our uh open to the other it makes the biggest of difference in it's super subtle, and most people won't even pick up on it. Yeah, exactly. And the last principle is the idea of what I call being a problem solver, not a pitch person. 
where basically you're not just you've probably heard of the elevators uh, pitch or the you know three second you know presentation about yourself that whole thing you meet some of the elevators to tell you who you are so you know the problem with that is is you're pitching your solution pitching who you are what we do is we we, we turn that upside down we help people uh, connect to other people by not pitching what they do uh, the solution but instead of connecting to the other person as a problem solver where you describe the problems that they solve and that creates a connection with you and them and that builds trust you don't prematurely offer your solution too early in the process quick story for you um, around this, I was sent. I went back to the. Uh, I live in Sydney now, Australia, um, but I'm from California. Uh, we we'll go back there uh, uh, frequently, and I went back there a few years back, and I was hired by a high tech company to train their sales team. And we were in a room of 500 people, and I did a day with them. And about halfway towards lunchtime, uh, a few of the guys in the corner were standing up, and their arms crossed like this, looking right at me from the distance. And I could tell when I would do the group. A big group like that's always a few people in the room that have this sort of message to me like you know who does this guy think he is mm-hmm. i've been in sales for a long time what's new in the game it's always kind of that old armor they carry with them over the years so i was prepared for this i said guys gals before we go to lunch we're gonna do one more thing we're gonna make live sales calls in the room uh on this phone i put a phone on the speaker uh, on the table i drop it on the table i said look on this phone we're gonna make live calls and their whole room's like like frozen they're like one guy goes what you, you can't we're not going to make live we can't do that i said now don't worry you're not going to make live calls in the room i'm going to do it i'm going to call your toughest clients and prospects you can't reach on the phone right now from everybody in this room to prove to you this is the future of where things are going in sales and so um uh i finally one guy walk gets up walks down the aisle like ari i got one for you for you to call i said come on down come on down i said what do you have for me he says, uh, well, I've got, I'm what's called a win-back rep. My job is to win back the old clients we've lost over time. And I have 10 on my hit list every year. Each one's worth at least seven figures. If I close one of these sales a year, I'm a hero over here. And there's one client we lost last year. We shipped them a brand new laptop they're looking forward to getting for an offshore big meeting of the company. Uh, and the boxes arrived for the meeting, but they arrived unfortunately destroyed. Like the screens were broken and the laptops were just dust in that a bad, bad luck in the shipment. Mm-hmm. They were so upset with us. They called us back, cut the whole contract off. And we lost, we lost that whole business with them. It was a massive loss for us. And so my job is to win them back. The problem is I can't get through the decision maker. I sorry, the gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't get through her. She's blocking me. And I've tried every trick in the book. I've tried to go through her around her, you know, incense her, date her, but nothing's working at all for me. And so Ari, why don't you give her a call? I said, sure, no problem. So I took the name and number and I told the whole room, please, it's a live call. Please keep it down. They still couldn't believe what's going to happen here. They were a state of shock. One guy goes, you can't do that. You don't even work here. You don't know our technology. You don't know our 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 product line and our version right. numbers. I said, no, you don't have to know. You don't. Ha- I don't have to be an expert at your solution. I have to be an expert at the problems that you solve because this is about problem solving, trust building. So I dialed the number, the phone rang in the whole room. Is pre-wired in the whole audio system, mm-hmm. and guess who picks it up? The gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So uh, she picks it up. She says, "Hello, this is Julie," and I proceeded to say this. What I said was this: I said, "Hi, Julie. My name's Ari, and I'm with XYZ Company, and I'm hoping you can help me out for a moment." 
That's all I said to her. Now, for those listeners who are doing outbound calls, <clears throat> that's one of my language pieces that you use to make an outbound call. Because when you say it to somebody, what they usually say is, how can I help you? That's exactly what happened. It's human nature. If someone asks you for help, to ask for help. So next thing I said is, I'm just giving you a call for only one reason, one reason only. And that is to apologize for what happened last year. When we shipped you those laptops. They came uh, destroyed and you're upset with us. You called us back. The whole experience was terrible for you and us. And I wanted to simply call to apologize on behalf of myself and my company if no one else has so far. That's all I said to her. The next thing I hear, the next thing I hear on the phone is nothing. And I was like, finally, she says, oh, well, let me tell you, Ari, I was there. I was at the meeting. I got the bucks. I opened it up. I couldn't believe it. She starts talking and talking. And it was like a dam opened up, like out of nowhere. It just lets the whole thing off her shoulders. And it was just, it just landed. And um, after 20 minutes, she finally comes full circle. And then she says, oh, and I'm, a, I'm the key person involved with the decision-making process to re-engage you guys again. The whole room is a state of shock. This guy's trying to go through her whole, the whole time. Turns out. He should have worked with her. <laughs> exactly. And so she finally calms down and relaxes. I said, look, I just want to call to apologize. The only reason I'm calling, it sounds like a terrible experience. I want to see if you'd be open to us reconnecting again and, and healing old wounds and building trust again. Would you be open to that? And then I, I and then she's like, she says, yeah, that sounds good. Let's schedule a conference call, pull everyone together and move this thing forward. <clears throat> Next thing I know, she's rattling off names and numbers and phone conference lines and Zoom links, and she's excited about pulling this call together. Mm-hmm. And so I said to her, look, it'll be myself and my colleague, John. One of us will be on the call. Is that all right? She says, yeah, that's fine. Either of you is fine. No problem. She was like so excited for this phone call. So we scheduled the call together, and um, I said my goodbyes, and she says one more thing to me. You know what she says to me? Mm, I'm not going to even take a guess. What did she say? She says, thank you for being the first person in your company for actually listening to me and hearing my side of the story rather than trying to sell through me. And we hung up the phone and the whole room went crazy. They could not believe as an outsider, I can make one phone call, cut through all the noise, build enough trust. And of course, from that, we move things forward. And that's really the story here I'm trying to share with you and your listeners is that you got to stop selling. You got to learn how to build trust with people. We've lost that art of trust because we're so used to hiding behind screens, technology, and not connecting people with people at a deep level. And that requires requires a mindset shift and languaging. Because if you do this right, you can get to the point of what I call the one call sale. You can either onboard somebody or disengage with somebody on one phone call without having to chase them anymore, proposals and pressure. It's revolutionary to actually imagine the idea of generating a sale on one phone call, assuming it's a scheduled consultation, without chasing somebody. And this is all possible if you're open to changing your mindset to a trust-based selling mindset the way we do it. That's really the story. That's wonderful. So then... Within that story, you've hinted a few times uh, elegantly. Uh, so what would be the tools to, um, on top of language, 
to establish trust? Well, it's languaging. It's it's mindset mostly. Okay. It's that those are issues around being centered with people, being good at listening, going into their world. They mean I mean by that as being a problem solver. So when someone gives you a problem, you don't just say, "Oh, I can help you with that," but you diagnose the problem at a deep level. Five questions deep, like a doctor-patient relationship, mm-hmm. right? They're the patient to the doctor. You don't prescribe a solution just because they have a problem. You have to go behind the problem to a deeper level they wouldn't understand. And when you do that with somebody, they feel you understand them, and they automatically say to themselves, he or she gets me. And that creates a whole new level of trust with them where you can now guide them towards the right answer. And that's that's called the one-call sale that we teach that requires you to really be a much better listener and deep connect with people, people at a deeper level around their trust and what's on their mind without you jumping too forward too quickly on your solution, which always happens all the time. What happens is we hear someone, we can we qualify them in our mind very quickly. We know we have a problem, we can help them solve. We jump right to, I can help you with that. And that's where you destroy everything. You end up chasing somebody, they want to think about it, and it becomes a nightmare after that. Yeah, it becomes, it's just a never-ending cat and mouse. Maybe you said something right yesterday, but today, for some reason, didn't have enough coffee the way you said it. It's just done. Yeah, you get stuck in the chasing game. That's why I teach people how to re-engage without pressure using our approach. So without giving away the keys to the kingdom, what would be some of the tactics? Um, like like the one-call approach with the proper language, but maybe it's um, using like a book or a Facebook ads kind of thing. Well, obviously, you got to make sure they're qualified. Uh, once they get to you, um, hopefully they are. If not, there's ways of disqualifying people. But certainly if you had a book that you created that was sent in advance of the call, that definitely uh, positions you as what I call a trust authority, where you can basically eliminate a lot of resistance in advance. Because if you get a call with someone, they don't know who you are. Obviously, the whole what happens is they put the spotlight on you. They make you start talking about yourself. Who are your background? But even with that, we have ways to re-engage people on that phone call with hello it puts the ball back in their court. Let's just say, for example, you're having a call with somebody, a scheduled call on LinkedIn, from LinkedIn or whatever, and you, you connect them on the phone or Zoom, and they say, hey, nice to meet you, nice to meet you as well. We're so used to building a relationship with someone on a call that we get we go sideways with people. We, we kind of, hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. Where, where are you from? We, we spend all this time trying to build a relationship with them, but we don't know how to focus on trust. So I figured out that you, that you don't have to build a relationship with somebody pre-sale to build that, to make that sale. You can build trust with them without the relationship. They're mutually exclusive, which is a big wake up call for people who've been trained the old way of get to know someone, have coffee with them, go golfing, have a few calls. Hopefully they like you, they trust you, then they'll buy from you. Well, Mm -hmm. good luck with that one. That'll take you forever in this day and age because what people want pre-sale is not a relationship from you. What they want is trust from you. That's separate a different skill set. And that's what we teach how to do that at Hello. So if someone's, you have to call someone for the first time and you're scheduled, what you do is you start with this. You say, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. If it's okay with you, let's take a step back for a moment and maybe walk you through a bit of your story, a bit of your journey, up to your current business challenges, and we'll go from there. How's that sound? So you kind of put the ball in their court and they start talking about the, their problems and you do, do what we teach, which is the one call sale from there. Now I'm seeing all the pins line up. Yeah, now that you've just said that, it's exactly what he did uh, before the introduction. So it, that's brilliant. Sorry, 
for some reason I can't talk right now. Um, uh, so like again with the without giving away the keys or the kingdom, um, what are some of the nuances of the language? The or kind of like me, I'm stammering, but it's maybe it's the the presentation. Well, the nuances really is delivery. It's the way you deliver the languaging. Would you be open? Has to be empathetic. Uh, for instance, a whole bunch of words. For instance, um, rather than saying to somebody, I'm kind of follow up with you. You know, the follow up word mm-hmm. everyone uses. In our world, we never use the word follow up ever. Erase it from vocabulary. Because when okay. you say to somebody, hi, I'm giving you a call to follow up, that associates you with the negative person stereotype, which is, hi, I'm calling to make the sale from you. So instead, we teach our clients to say, I'm giving you a call to see if you have any feedback, any feedback on our previous conversation, any feedback on our last meeting. So it's not follow-up, which is moving things forward. It's feedback, which is going backwards, which is taking the pressure out of the process because we learned if you try and move things forward with people, they're going to push back on you, put their guard up, you'll be chasing them forever. So it's a reverse of the process using that languaging. That's interesting. Yeah, I just finished the book, Thinking Fast and Slow, and he, he said, uh, if you can phrase it in just right where it's an opinion, people will state whatever they're thinking without like, thinking about the consequences. But if you ask for their actual, like a strategic decision is when everything comes up. And that very much ties into what you're saying. The uh, You're saying, I'm going to follow up for the sale. Well, it's strategic thinking. But if you're just saying, how did I do? They'll tell you everything. Exactly. That's interesting. That pretty much sums it up. Yeah, it really does. Um, any um, extra nuances? Uh, I keep saying that. Uh, any extra details within uh, the, the delivery that maybe you would go over with a paid client kind of thing? Like um, how, how to actually listen and talk at the same time? Yeah, so we do have a program around that uh, called the Mindset Academy where we help people. Um, well, see, listening, hearing is, is, is passive. Listening is active. Listening okay. with someone means letting go of your own objective, letting go of your goal, being 100%, 100% present with them, where you're focusing only on them. That's how you build that trust of people where they feel you're present with them, 100% present, mm-hmm. and you're not focused on your own goal. You have to, we teach people how to let go of their own goal, let go of the sale. Because, right now, you know, people feel that from you a mile away. They can tell when you're thinking about the next step the whole time. And that's when we help people kind of clean out their hard drive and detox uh, and deep brainwash them from that thinking where they're so stuck on their next step. And they're stuck on their own goal. And that's why they're chasing people because they're so used to that pursuit. But we discovered that destroys trust with people. That old conditioning of selling that we've been taught over the years by the gurus of chase people, be enthusiastic, make your pitch. All that is killing your opportunities and forcing people in the numbers game. And it's really a radical thought. And we've disrupted the whole industry with this thinking and this program for the last 20 years. And there are lots of people I've talked to over the years to change your life by finally taking the pressure off themselves and focusing on going deep with people around trust. It's been, it's been a game changer for people. So for, let's say, a young entrepreneur on the street that is trying to sell, maybe they line up a, a good meeting with like a business owner. 
what would they need to do? Like they need to get a pamphlet handed to him or get a new suit or just buy a coffee and just genuinely have a good conversation. No, they have to, but the, all those things are fine, but they also have to I, learn about what is the core problem, core problems of that business person, decision maker before they meet with them, not on the spot. You can't go in the meeting with somebody and start asking questions to find their problems. You have to know what they are in advance. What that means is if you're in a certain market and you're selling certain products, that you're a certain niche or certain area, and you probably know that they probably have three or four core issues that almost all your clients have that you can help them solve. Now, you have to know in advance what those are so when they you're in a meeting with them, you can now begin to ask them questions about those challenges. Now, they may have different ones, but they'll probably be in the same arena as your core three ones. So you can't go into a meeting with somebody and fishing for answers, fishing for problems and not knowing where to take those problems. You have to know when they say to you, my problem is getting more sales. You have to know in advance that was coming. You have to be able to know where to take it from there. You'd be surprised how easy it is to know what those are in advance by you understanding what your niche is and what problems you help your clients solve. Because it's reverse engineering from the solution to their problems. Interesting. So then I was just thinking like a young buck on the street uh, found like a an apartment guru, but he also has his own business. Like for apartments, you can't exactly figure out that there's, there's no like 10K to go read kind of thing. But how would so would it be like social media or basic um, Internet data gathering to figure it out? They can research. They can research. Sure. Um, on Google, what kind of issues that if the target marks property managers or whoever the target is there, it's all out there. I mean, you just have to research it, but you have to know in advance. You can't go in cold. You have to yeah. know what the problems are in advance. It's, that's the secret. The old way was fishing for problems, fishing for rapport, and trying to make the connection. Good luck with that one. The minute you say hello, they don't know who you are. It's over. Hello, you're dead. It's like that we'll be polite and we'll listen, but no, we're not doing this. That's so nice. then going into more for you, let's say – I mean, it would be a hell of a pitch, but let's say I'm coming to you in Sydney and I wanted to pitch something, but like, I know your company is not public. So how would I looking into your arena, try to pitch to you? Oh, you'd have to research what I do and figure out what my problem, what my problems would be for anyone in business. There's just certainly usually about three to five core problems There's scaling, growing, staffing issues, new sales. It's not that complicated. You have to kind of get an, an idea of what the common problems are for entrepreneurs, say in my business or other businesses um, that you think they might be having. And you have to maybe even good idea would be to uh, ask any of your current clients what problems were solved when you work with them or ask other people in the same business what problems they help their clients solve. It's all out there. You just have to ask for it. Go, go look for it. Research it. So the the pillars that's what I was trying to go for the year the the onboarding uh, HR and stuff like that that is like you said it's very easy and simple just ask your previous clients that are ready with um, see I might have to look into your stuff to get a more direct better uh, sure yeah I mean I do have a uh, uh, an initial intro free course if you want to, anyone else wants to learn about what we do it's unlockthegame.com. Uh, there's an initial um, overview they can re- they can download and, and watch. That'll give you a good feel for the whole view of this. Unlock the game. Unlockthegame.com. Yeah. All right. Unlock. To learn more. Game. 
okay. Sorry, just chicken scratching to remember. Sure. Um, so yeah, um, actually, I I love it right there, Ari. Um, you push the uh, unlocked game. Anything else you want to uh, send out to the listeners before we head off? I would just say, look, I think the world has changed, as you know. Mm-hmm. And if you're still selling the old way you've been taught to sell, but not upgraded to a, a trust-based approach in the last 12 months or a couple of years, then you're going to be hurting. Uh, you'll be chasing people, getting rejected, playing the numbers game forever. If you don't shift your mindset to trust-based selling, um, then you're going to struggle for a long, long time. It'll get worse over time because trust right now is a new currency. If you can't tap into that, you're going to struggle. So I would recommend being open to a new approach. And like I said, we have a free overview at unlockthegame.com to learn more. Wonderful. Yeah, then I will definitely link that in the description and we'll uh, we'll go from there. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ari. Have a good one. All right. You take care. Well, congratulations. You made it to the end. You're a awesome person. Not many make it here. So being the awesome person that you are, can you do me one more awesome favor? Can you rate and review this on whatever podcast uh, services you're using? Um, app, if you do it on Apple uh, and you leave an actual written review, um, I have a thing on my website. I will take your written review and post it for all to see. Congratulations. You're permanently sealed on my site. Otherwise, um, I am trying to do YouTube more and live streaming. Um, I will try to put as many of the YouTube links in the description of the show as I can. So give your boy uh, some extra help over on um, YouTube. Watch my videos. I, mean, I just mute it and change the channel, <laughs> change the, the window or something. But yeah, um, that's it. Thank you for being awesome and see you next time.